Wait. Hi, everybody. Hello, world. You're listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages. My name is Except not today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, neither one of us today. Sorry about it. (laughs) I'm Carrie. We're both having water, I'm fairly certain. Well, I'm having a Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm probably going to get a water. water. Yeah, I'm going to have a water after the break. Neither of us are feeling great. Don't worry. It's not the virus. No. (laughs) Although, the virus would probably be preferable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it wouldn't. No, but... (laughs) It wouldn't. Anything would be preferable right now. To what you're going through? Yeah. I I, I was going to say, I can just lay here. I'm okay, but... I can't. I can't Ugh. lay flat. I have to lay propped up, and you know how I feel about that. I no, can't. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, nobody knows. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say this right now. If you fluff my pillow, I might kill you. I just want the flattest oh. pillow, and I want that to lay on terrible. my back. And oh my god, <laughs> it, that's just how I feel safe. That's that's the best way I found that I can sleep. And now I have to sleep propped up with like three pillows. And oh, you would hate what I'm going through. <laughs> I have like a four pillow, four or five, six pillow configuration going on here because I have to sleep sitting up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the worst. I oh man, but if I lay down, <laughs> I hurt everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fair. I do wake up with a numb butt. Sometimes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I've today, been. <laughs> today, oh, my child decided to start trying to explore the exit. <laughs> so just every now and then, I get a very sharp pain <laughs> right in my cervix. <laughs> and it's not fun. And it's often while I'm walking and I'm outside. And then I have to go, ah, and grab my crotch. <laughs> Um, and thankfully there haven't been very many people around. (laughs) Hopefully they'd understand. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. I think I looked it up. It's called lightning crotch. Mm. To be really medical about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's, it's some kind of nerve poking situation again, of course. Mm. But Yeah. That's the new thing for today. 32 weeks today. <laughs> Not today. 32 weeks on... Two days ago, I was 32 weeks. Wow. Eight weeks left. Seven and a half, really. But who's counting? <laughs> Not too many. As you guys oh, we know, really... we're recording these. You were recording these ahead of time, just so everybody knows. It's currently the 8th of July. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a lightning week where we record every day soon. Yeah, probably. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, it, it'll have to be after next week. I have to be able to recoup. <laughs> I have to be able to... Yeah. Sleep. Y'all, I'm going to be real. One of my teeth is dying. And if this is what yeah. dying feels like, just take me out with a bullet. Because I don't <laughs> want to do this for too much longer. 
Um, Tooth pain is the worst. Yeah. Uh, Truly. <laughs> and I've been double fisting Tylenol and ibuprofen. And it only does so much when you can't sleep through the night. Yeah. And my dentist was mean. And I, I told them, <laughs> I told them to call me if someone canceled and I could get in sooner for my root canal. And they called me today and I got all excited and they said, we're just confirming your appointment for Friday. And oh, I was like, no. fuck you. Why would you? <laughs> I was, I thought you were telling me there was a cancellation this afternoon. Yeah. Oh, no. And that I, sucks. I'm sorry. It's okay. I love my dentist. Really, I do. I He's a really nice guy, but I hate when I see him because I know that's not yeah. good. Like, I don't ever yeah. want to see him. Um, I hate going to the dentist. I haven't been in a really long time. I really need to go. Yeah. Oh, especially when I'm you're pregnant. Wait till after I'm, well, I, yeah, I'm going to wait till after I'm pregnant because your teeth are really sensitive when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. My teeth are pretty sensitive anyway, so yeah. I'm going to wait. Well, the baby's, um, like, taking all the calcium, and that's hard yeah. on your teeth. Yeah. So you probably I've really should be going. Milk. Right, but I've been guzzling milk. It's fine. Yeah. I've been guzzling milk. I've been brushing and flossing and mouth mouth washing. It's okay. Well good. I don't I don't think I have any cavities. But I do need to get sealants replaced. Everyone's really interested in this episode, I'm sure. Oh yeah. So um <laughs> Good God. Um You're welcome, you guys. We're yeah, trying to be you're fun. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Uh, We're just in so much pain. Completely sober and sick. Um, Yeah, I haven't drank since, like... uh, Well, I did drink on the 4th of July. Because, (laughs) fuck it. But I haven't drank since then. (laughs) It's been a whole, like, what, four days. (laughs) How do you do it? I I mean, I don't... (laughs) I have. I, I haven't have drank. had a drink <laughs> since December twenty first. <laughs> I have never drank this much in my life. Quarantine turned me into a bit of an alcoholic. I mean, it turns everyone into an alcoholic, <laughs> except for those of us who are pregnant. Yeah, and can't, <sighs> which sucks. <sighs> Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Well, this week, (laughs) this week we are talking about, I'm boring myself. Sorry. Like I'm about to fall asleep. Okay. Oh, you're okay. So this week we are talking about, um, something. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about, I don't know if I want to say verses. Let's say and. Okay. So we're talking about which one first? Well, I guess since we flipped it, we'll flip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking about we'll sexual orientation. Okay, wait, we're wait a minute. About... Hold on, what? <laughs> it's sexuality in the drive. Sexuality versus gender. <sighs> okay, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I can't do it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (coughs) Oh, fuck. Uh. I can't breathe. (sighs) But I can breathe better than um, some of my in-law, my extended in-laws, who 
possibly have COVID because they just had to had to visit with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So um we kind of split these because there wasn't really a way to follow our regular format. Yeah. Um so I mean I still did it in my own in the regular in my regular style, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could say, but um so I just I I I'm covering the sexual orientation part of it. Um, and I guess, well, this is a topic we've, tu- we've touched on before in the past. Um, mm-hmm. we've definitely touched on it. I don't remember what episode it was, but we've definitely touched on it and we wanted to make sure we devoted a whole episode to this because this can be really confusing for people, especially heterosexual people, um, mm-hmm. to understand that your gender identity and your sexual orientation are separate things. Yep. That can be really confusing. Um, particularly when it comes to trans people. So, um... And not to say that people are, like, being judgy. It's just confusing and people don't understand. So we're here to get talk about it. So, um, And we don't have to throw it in jail. T- we just need to no. learn to understand it. <laughs> no. <laughs> ah! Put it in prison. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's different. All right. Get um, it away from me. Out of my Get sight. it away. Be gone. Don't interfere with my cookout. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, um, to, just to start with a quick definition, this is an old definition, so I'm going to tack on to it a little bit, okay. um, but sexual orientation is a person's sexual identity in relation to the gender to which they are attracted. Yes. Actually, I'm just going to stop it right there, because then they listed, they listed things, but it's not complete now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need that list. So, we're talking about... Um, of course, LGBTQIA+, all the in-betweens, that's what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, Jesus. Stop that. Oh, you guys, like, for real, this kid is so active. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. So, um, uh, yes, it does. <clears throat> and it does not bode well for my sanity. So, um... All right, so I found this really cool little graphic just to kind of go through all the different categories in that acronym. Um, it is from ballbearingsmag.com. Ooh. Um, and there's just this little graphic of, that's entitled The ABCs of LGBTQIA+. Nice. We both have graphics today. Yay. All right, so... Um, of course, we're going to start with L. So L is for lesbian, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that's a woman who, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> that's a woman whose primary sexual and affectionate orientation is towards other women. Uh, the first two are, of course, the first three probably are the easiest. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then there's G is for gay. <laughs> So that's um, a sexual and affectionate orientation towards people of the same gender used as a term for men and women. Some women identify as gay. Some of them identify as lesbian. Men do not identify as lesbian, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if they do, they shouldn't, because I don't understand what that would even mean. <laughs> um, <clears throat> <laughs> um, 
a sexual and and then we we of course have B, which is for bisexual. So that's um, a sexual and affectionate orientation toward people of the same gender and opposite gender, or towards people regardless of gender. So there we go. We've got a few things that fall into that category, like pan and poly and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. and bisexuality like is real. It, yes, well, I just like to keep it s- simple though, and just say yeah. like. Bi means everybody. <laughs> Pan, Bi means gender Pan's, is not a factor. Yeah. So, Pansexual is just... Some people feel it's more encompassing of people who um, are also trans or, or trans agender. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah. Because, true. because sometimes... Because like, bisexual sounds binary. Mm-hmm. I understand. I get it. You know me, though. I like efficiency. Yeah. I know. I was just. I was just so, saying why some people. Well, do that. you should apologize <laughs> because <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> this is my section. Damn it! I'm just kidding. Um. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So T is for trans. Mm-hmm. Um. So trans. So we've got two different terms in this category, which is transsexual and transgender. So transsexual is someone that lives outside the gender and sex that they were assigned at birth. Okay. And then transgender is someone that identifies as the opposite gender and sex they were assigned at birth, which kind of sounds like the same thing, to be yeah. honest. Um, but whatever, if we want to split, if we want to split things, I'm sure there's a reason. Um, neither of us are trans, so <laughs> I can't give any insight into that, unfortunately. Um, if you are, please tell us what the real difference is, because that literally seems like the same thing. Um, though, of course, transsexual, I guess, could mean like a drag queen, or I, someone who just dresses opposite, maybe, or and and lives as a woman, or I don't know. I, I truly don't know, and I don't want to offend anyone, so I'm yeah. so sorry. But yeah, I, I don't. I I'm don't love understand. that term. I think, I, like, I that know, might be an old term. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know, like, back when I was in high school, that was a term that wasn't. It was getting a lot of flack when I was in high school, well, this so I is don't know. From 2015, so yeah, that that I mean that could be why because that's when I was in high school. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I've always just used transgender. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so Q is for queer, um, which is an umbrella term for someone on the spectrum that doesn't identify specifically with any sexual orientation. So, fair enough. Um. Someone who has, and then, oh, wow, I am just <laughs> jumping everywhere. You guys, mm-hmm. for real, pregnancy brain is a real thing. And I could literally sit here and talk to Kay for two hours and not tell you what we've been talking about. So, <laughs> um, bear with me. So, <laughs> this one, so, okay, so I've been seeing the eye in there mm-hmm. only recently. I haven't. I, I just thought it stopped at Q plus. Um, yeah, it's newer. This is one that I've this is one that I've never heard of. So um, it's called it says intersex. I is for intersex, mm-hmm. and it says someone who has physical characteristics that don't align with just one gender. So I guess that's someone who's born with both. So can I jump in or, real quick? Why would you ask me that question? <laughs> Just talk. Okay. Um, What's the matter with you? <laughs> um, so I'm asking a question. <laughs> Can I answer your question? 
I'm the only one in the room. <laughs> hush. Um, so, intersex. You hush. <laughs> this is my section. I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> I think I okay, actually have um, a definition for intersex. Okay, no, I don't. Um, because I'm talking about different types of genders and i thought that i had that one on there but i guess i didn't but um when i took it's not the same (laughs) (laughs) when i took a class on women and gender studies we talked about this and so basically you're um it would be like if a man was born and he also had boobs or like right that's what i said if they had uh, so yeah so like Physically, you have both. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let me... And sometimes... Sometimes... uh, Okay, so, like, they usually... They try to catch this when... Or I don't know if this is still a thing. But Mm -hmm. I know at one point they tried to catch that in the hospital. Like, when you were born. Like, when your baby gets their physical or whatever. they, they, They tried to catch that and you could pick. If they had both, then you could kind of decide which... Okay. As a parent, here, you could yeah. kind of decide, but I don't. I don't think they still do that, of course, no. anymore. Um, but I, I do know that that used to be a thing. Yeah. They're um, they're regarded really highly in some cultures. Um, but I found a great website. It looks like the Intersex Society of North America, um, and it okay. says, for example, oh a person God, the ads that you're gonna get now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, for for example, a person might be born appearing to be female on the outside, but having mostly male typical anatomy on the inside. So, um, also, yeah. so like basically, it's looking at the reproductive or sexual anatomy. Um, yes, well, right, and so okay, I I feel like I referenced Grey's Anatomy on another episode too, but I. There's there's an earlier episode of Grey's Anatomy in, like, season was one through four, because those are, like, the only ones I used to watch, mm-hmm. as far as I made it. Um, but there was definitely a girl that came in, like, a teenager who was a, um, who was a patient that came in, and I don't remember what the actual reason was for. Um, like, I don't remember why she actually came in, but they ended up doing, like, an abdominal scan, and they found out that she had testes. Like, mm-hmm. in, like, inside of her. And so she was like, you mean I can be a boy? And then she, like, decided to live as a boy. Oh. Because she was like, oh, now I understand. This is why I don't feel right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and her, it was really beautiful. Like, her mom was really upset because she was like, no, I raised a daughter. And then at the end, of course, she, like, helps her cut her hair. And it was really beautiful. It was a really good episode. Oh. But... I th- oh, she was having like ovarian pain or something like that. So they mm-hmm. they they scanned her her abdomen and found that it wasn't an ovary. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. So um, and then A is for asexual. So um, this is a person who feels no sexual attraction within or outside of a relationship. Um. And then it says some asexual people have sex. So yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because you can still have it even if you don't want it. There have been a lot of, like, asexual women before any of this was validated that were in heterosexual relationships. Oh, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, I was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> like sometimes they'll I'm do it. I'm of course only thinking willingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But then I like I have a lot of friends that have identified as asexual, but like they'd still have sex with their partner because they know their partner wanted it, but they wouldn't enjoy it or need it like their partner. Oh, would. I gotcha. So, gotcha. They just would rather not or they don't care. It's just not a thing to them. Yeah. I guess. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, okay. And then, of course, we have the plus. So, um, there, of course, are many other sexual orientations on the spectrum because sexuality is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, there is a lot of information out there right now because, thankfully, many, many people made sacrifices of their lives and protested and fought for all of our rights to be who we want to be and mm-hmm. be who we truly are. So um, there's a lot of, lots and lo- like so many resources that I couldn't even name all of them. Um, but we <laughs> will post some resources because um, Kay knows more than me. And <laughs> we will post, we will post some resources in the description for you guys if you want. Um, there's like tons of quizzes and all kinds of stuff. So just make sure you pick one that's like legit though. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and a, there's a scale I think it's called the Kinsey scale. The Kinsey scale, yes. Yeah. That's what... Yes, I came across that. It's a visual aid, mm-hmm. which doesn't really work well on a uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, but you can take so. a quiz to figure out where you <laughs> right. you fit where on you it. Fall. And yes. like that's... I took that when I was in high school, and that's when I realized... Uh, like it helped me realize what I was more... Nice. Help me put a name to it. So. Um, hang on just a second. Mm-hmm. I am going to take off my bra. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. You good oh, now? Better. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so I do have a short article okay. from Healthline. Um, so I just found that this, I just thought this was pretty interesting. So it says, um, 46 terms that describe sexual attraction, behavior, and orientation. Um, we probably won't go through all 46, but, <laughs> you know, it's just, there's a lot. Yeah. So I just, I just wanted to make sure that I... Um, I don't know, gave as many <laughs> as many different terms as possible attention, I guess is the word. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to go through the list. I'm just going to hit a few here and there and um, as many as I can. Okay. We're doing great on time. So um, <laughs> we'll just, okay. So, um. This is an article from Healthline. Like I said, I already said the titles, but this was... Oh, there is no author. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's who did the picture. Never mind. <laughs> um, oh, no, there is an author. Okay, so this was um, written by Mare Abrams. Mare is her name, I'm guessing. 
his or her name, their name, <laughs> M-E-R-E, and okay. it was medically reviewed by Janet Brito, who is a PhD, L-C-E-S-W-C, I don't know, there's a lot of letters after this that lady's name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it was written on uh, December 10th of last year, so... So this is probably about as it's a this is as up to date as I could find. So, um, first of all, of course, why does it matter? Um, I think that's what a lot of people ask. Um, I used to ask, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, so sexuality has to do with the way you identify, how you experience sexual and romantic attraction, if you do, and your interest in and preferences around sexual and romantic relationships and behavior. So who your sexual or romantic partner is at a given moment in time doesn't necessarily define this part of who you are. Sexuality can be fluid, changing in different situations for some and over the years for others. So there you have it. Um, So observing patterns in sexual and romantic attraction, behavior, and preferences over time is one way to better understand your sexual identity or romantic orientation. Um, And familiarizing yourself with language that describes different types of sexual and romantic feelings and orientations will help you, your partners, and your friends navigate and understand the many ways people experience and identify their sexuality. Well said, right? Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. So, all right, so let's talk about some terms. So, ouch, goodness gracious. I can't hold my ribs shut, scroll through my notes, and hold a microphone at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) This is too hard. Okay, so, um, let's see. Let's pick one. All right, um, this is one I'd never heard of. This one's called allosexual. Okay. It's a term and category describing those who experience sexual attraction. Use of this term helps to normalize the experience of being asexual. What? And provides a more specific label to describe those who aren't part of the asexual community. That's interesting. There's been a lot of... um, There's a lot of infighting in the LGBTQIA community, and I don't know why... But, I know. It's um, really upsetting. Yeah. A lot of it has been directed at people who are bisexual and people who are asexual. So it's really good that they're trying to normalize a, a term that also helps normalize asexuality. Just because asexuals have a really hard time in the LGBTQIA community for some reason. I guess it's because... Some people might feel as though because they don't have any, because they don't want to have sex. Well, it sounds then like they, it sounds like there's something wrong with you. Yeah, because you should biologically want to be attracted. You should biologically be attracted to someone. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, but it's just really, it's rude. The, like, the species is fine. Yeah, like. <laughs> Evolutionarily speaking, I think we can afford some asexual people. <laughs> so let's all just chill. We're overpopulated anyway. And it's, <laughs> and it's something that I'm sure... I mean, we're just so over-sexualized nowadays mm-hmm. that I think that I could understand how that could be disturbing and really weird for someone, mm-hmm. for people to... You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. be like, wait, what? So like, you're just like not interested in this thing that I think about all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I get that. Um. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Ooh, aromantic. This is different. Aromantic. Um, so a romantic orientation that describes people who experience little or no romantic attraction regardless of sex or gender, which sounds like the same thing as asexual, but who am I to judge? They don't, um, they don't want like an actual relationship. Like they might Oh, so be- like asexual people can still want to, I, I, that's right. Asexual mm-hmm. people still sometimes want to be in love with someone. Yeah. They just don't have interest in sex. Yeah. And then aromantic is someone who literally just wants nothing to do with anyone. Yeah. Just friendship. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Like okay. I, I, sense. um, yeah, I've had a lot of friends that are aromantic. Like they, like they just they want to have sex, but they don't want a romantic relationship. And that's, it's like it's weird to me, just because mm. that's not how I am. But also, like I get it. Like that's that's fine, you know. Um, it so it's not. It is fine. I like, just can't get my head around that either because I want a companion. well they want a companion too just not in the same way that we do like friendships fulfill that need for them you know right okay so this next one is really fun i Um, said it was weird but it's not weird i don't know why i said that sorry it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um autosexual a person who's sexually attracted to themselves Ooh. Someone's desire to engage in sexual behavior such as masturbation doesn't determine whether they're autosexual. So maybe this is like an exclusively they only are attracted to themselves? I don't know. That, that's it's what very, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and then autoromantic follows <laughs> that one, which is a romantic orientation that describes a person who's romantically attracted to themselves. Those who this sounds like Sue from Glee who married herself. <laughs> yeah, so, that sounds about it. Yeah, those who identify as auto romantic often report experiencing the relationship they have with themselves as romantic. That's interesting. I don't love myself that much. No, I could not <laughs> no. fathom that. <laughs> I've spent thousands of, of dollars in therapy because I don't like myself. <laughs> Same. I mean, I like myself now, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, good. Trying to come to terms with myself, I guess I should say. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then, of course, we have the classic by curious. Um, this refers to people who are questioning or exploring bisexuality, which typically includes curiosity about one's romantic or sexual attraction to people of the same or different genders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um. Let's see. Okay, closeted. Of course, we've got to talk about what this means. So closeted, also referred to as in the closet, describes people in the LGBTQIA plus community who don't publicly or openly share their sexual identity, sexual attraction, sexual behavior, gender expression, or gender identity. Um, And closeted is often understood as the opposite of out um, and refers to the metaphorical hidden or private place a LGBTQIA plus person comes from in the process of making decisions about disclosing gender and sexuality. So some individuals may be out in certain communities, but closeted in others due to fear of discrimination, mistreatment, rejection, or violence. Yeah, I I came out, uh, when I officially came out, like I came out to a very small group of friends when I was in high school. And then I was kind of out while I was in college. Like, I didn't, 
or when I was first starting college, I didn't like advertise it. But if anyone asked, like I would tell them and like I didn't like I wasn't officially out to everyone else until 2018. Um, So it, it took a while. So like, well, it, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I still struggle with it because it's like I don't want that to be all you see. Yeah. Like, particularly at work. I don't know. I still sometimes feel like there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, if I was dating a woman and I was like, hey, I've got to go meet my girlfriend, like, that would be, <laughs> that would be an appropriate thing. to You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm a big separator, as we uh, <laughs> have discussed when we talked about work environments and things. I like to keep things separate. And yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay, so, and then, of course, coming out is the other end of that. So, that's a phrase that refers to the process of being open about one's sexuality and gender. Um, and for many, for many LGBTQIA plus people, coming out isn't a one-time event, like what you just said, but a process and series of moments and conversations. So, there we go. Yeah. Um, okay. So, let's keep going. Oh, demisexual. This is one that we've talked about before. So this is, um, it's on the asexual spectrum, but um, it's a sexual orientation that describes individuals who experience sexual attraction, but only under specific circumstances. I can't speak. Under specific, who needs alcohol? Under specific circumstances, such as being, such as after building a romantic or emotional relationship with a person. See, that's how I identify. Yeah, me too. Um, and then there's demi-romantic, and this is this romantic orientation describes individuals who experience romantic attraction only under specific circumstances, such as after building. It means it's, it's close to the same thing. And then fluid. Um, this term refers to the fact that sexuality, sexual attraction, and sexual behavior can change over time and be dependent on the situation. Mm-hmm. It's used to describe those who experience shifts in their sexuality, sexual attraction, or sexual behavior in different situations or throughout the course of their lifetime. So you may hear someone describe their sexuality as fluid. Mine was fluid Woo-hoo. for a really long time until I found the term that suited me the best. Right. Because like right, when right, I right. when I was in high school, I was convinced I was asexual. And then I was oh, like... Honey. No, I do want it. It's just I don't. <laughs> I I can't. Like there was a want. block. <laughs> like there was. I don't know well, how. You had trauma. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You had trauma and no education. <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually remember no sexual education. <laughs> I should say. Yeah. I remembered Sorry. something <laughs> the other day when I was talking to a friend of mine. Um. <laughs> when I was in high school, um, I got made fun of because I wasn't masturbating. Um, oh, honey. And my friends were. Why did people know that? Well, like, they would talk about it, and I didn't know what it was. And oh. I, and like, oh, honey. And I asked, and they told me, and then they would make fun of me and poke, poke fun at me about it all the time. And, like, they would show me sexual things, even though I didn't want to see it, or make me listen to songs that were really sexual. And, like, I couldn't get out of the situation. And that happened to a whole lot. I think we need to put the term friends in in quotation marks. Yeah. Here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's a reason I don't speak to any of them anymore. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. 
And this sounds terrible. <laughs> and it sounds like bullying is what this sounds like. Yeah. A friend would explain to you what it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. like... They... No one ever explained to me what it is. I read about it in a very small sentence in a book. <laughs> and w- that was immediately followed up by, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, I was told that too. Like... <laughs> Because what if one day you are married to your husband and he can't make you come like you can? And I was like, mm, well, then you talked. <laughs> Even reading that, I was like, wouldn't you like work on that? <laughs> like together? <laughs> wouldn't you tell him? Even Yeah, like even as a 13 year old, I was like, this doesn't seem correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, doesn't, it seems like there's a conversation that needs to be had. Oh, man alive. All right. So this is a new one that I found today, too. This is new for me, of course. Sorry if this isn't new to everybody. I'm, we're all still learning. So, um, and there's so many terms. So um, this one's called gray sexual. Okay. I haven't heard of that one either. Have you ever heard of this one? Mm-mm. Okay. So this was one that was on one of the Kinsey scale graphics that I looked at. Because um, there's a bunch of different versions of that. Um mm-hmm. So, gray sexual is a term used to acknowledge the gray area on the sexuality spectrum for people who don't ex- explicitly and exclusively identify as asexual or aromantic. Many people who identify as gray sexual do experience some sexual attraction or desire, but perhaps not at the same level or frequency as those who identify their sexuality as being completely outside of the asexual spe- spectrum. Okay. So... It's just a gray area. <laughs> Which is our favorite. It seems like. Yes. I mean, thri- play in the gray. So, um, 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 um. Let's see. Let's find some more. Should we define heterosexual? We should. We should. Um, <laughs> okay. T- so this is a term that describes people who experience sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction to people of the opposite gender. It's just so everyone's aware. We learn something um, <laughs> new every day. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, but it brings up an interesting point. So, um, for the examples, it's male versus female, man versus woman, or a different gender. So both cisgender and transgender identified people can be heterosexual. Look at that. Yeah. Because guess what? Your sexuality is not the same as your gender identity. Nope. So, um, this sexual orientation category is commonly destri- described as straight. <laughs> Which is what makes me laugh so hard when people are like, hey, you straight? Meaning like, hey, are you good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You're straight. You're straight. And I'm like, what? stop it. <laughs> it just makes me giggle. I'm not like... <laughs> I'm not, like, actually going to be that nitpicky. It just makes me giggle. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. Ooh, let's see. Let's see. Ooh, monosexual. Interesting. So that's a broad sexual orientation category that includes people who experience romantic or sexual attraction to people of one sex or gender. Mm-hmm. So... Monosexuality typically includes those who are exclusively heterosexual, gay, or lesbian. So there we go. 
That's not what I thought it was going to mean. I thought it was going to mean like monogamy or something. So mm-hmm. different. All right. Um, <laughs> this is these are interesting. There's there's some really interesting asexual terms. So the uh, non libidoist asexual, referring to an identity on the asexuality spectrum. A non-libidoist asexual is someone who doesn't experience any sexual feelings or have an active sex drive. Huh. So there you go. Interesting. Of course, we have pansexual, which we touched on earlier. So that's um, a term that describes individuals who can experience sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction to any person, regardless of that person's gender, sex, or sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um... Do, 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 do. Let's see if we can get... Oh, we talked about queer already. Um, ooh, this one's different. Sa- sapiosexual? Sapio? Sapio? I think it's sapio. Sapio. Sapiosexual is a word used to describe those who experience attraction based on intelligence rather than sex or gender. That might be me. <laughs> 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 I might fall into this category a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I like a nice mind. <laughs> you can't be dumb to ride this ride. No. Just saying. Um, okay. Sorry. As soon as I talk to some, like, it doesn't matter how hot you are. Like, truly, as soon as you open your mouth and I find out you're dumb, I'm immediately not attracted to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That is a thousand percent true. Oh, goodness. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's see if there's any more and then we might be done. Might be done. Um, There is... Yeah, I think we're done. Okay, so there's, um, obviously, there's many more that I didn't touch on. Um, this, I'm going to go ahead and let Kay um, post this one in, in the description so that you guys can explore it more if you want to. Um, but just to round it out, so the bottom line is it's okay to feel unsure or overwhelmed by all the labels we now have to describe sexual and romantic attraction. Um, and behavior. Expanding the language you use to describe your sexuality can provide important guidance, validation, and access to community while on your journey of self of sexual self-discovery and satisfaction. So don't be afraid to look it over. It's super overwhelming, especially if you're like me and you hate labels. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just like, why can't we just fall in love with who we want to fall in love with? With whoever, you know, whatever. But whatever. I guess... We like to categorize things, so and it can be helpful. So um, yeah, definitely explore it, and yeah, that's it. Good job. I finished. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel like I fumbled through that, and I'm sorry. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain, and <laughs> oh goodness. I think they'll understand. <laughs> okay, I hope so. There's not really a lot of ways to make a lot of definitions really entertaining. And not hurt people's feelings. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Shall we take a break? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Hi, everybody. I had some (laughs) chocolate pudding. There's a lot of pudding and yogurt to be had. 
um, while dealing with the tooth like this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, my dentist specifically told me to eat a shit ton of yogurt because the antibiotics are going to wreck my whole system. Um, yeah, did he give you the yeast infection pill too? No, he did not actually. He just Really? Yeah, he told me he gave me the antibiotics and he told me to take a probiotic and to eat a shit ton of yogurt. That's a really strong antibiotic then. Yeah. It's it is hmm. 150 milligrams a capsule. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> but I fun fact um, I found Starburst yogurt. They have it in pink, like the pink Starburst. Kay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know that sugar feeds yeast infections, right? <sighs> I only that got shit on your Starburst yogurt parade. But I know that's not the kind of yogurt you need to eat. <laughs> I know. I only got one of them. I got okay, like good. light. <laughs> I got your plate light yogurt. I I got mostly you the like light that one. Activia stuff with like all the cultures or whatever uh, in it. Yeah, I went your plate. I've I've been in this position before. Someone gave me antibiotics that were way too strong at an urgent care one time, and then I had yeast infections once a month. Oh, for a while, and I would rather die. <laughs> <laughs> I would truly rather die than have a yeast infection. Uh, have you ever had one? It's the worst. No, I don't want to. Feels like ants are crawling out of your vagina. Ugh, no, 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 no. That's what it feels like. No, nope. and no matter how much you itch, it won't go away. No, 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 no. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So stay away from sugar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm eating the like the light ones and the ones that are good Still. for you. I just grabbed one because I wanted to try okay. it. Okay. <laughs> You were like, I found Starburst yogurt, so it's the perfect thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it no. is it is perfect, but I know I don't need to eat a lot it's, of it. It's not. <laughs> Tricks are for kids, honey. I know. Hush. <laughs> it was in the grown-up yogurt aisle. It was not. <laughs> it was, too. No, I swear to God. Not. I'll carry. Not the real grown-up aisle. Not the real grown-up aisle. Yes. <laughs> it w- I There's gogurt in there, too. I will take a picture okay. of the aisle that I you found it that. and send it to you. God. You do that. Was it right next to Activia? <laughs> yes. And, and Kibani or whatever? Yeah. Look, this is just this good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Whatever, Kay. Uh, <laughs> you leave my Starburst yogurt alone. <laughs> I mean, you do you, honey. I'm just looking out for you. I know. I wouldn't risk... I would not wish a yeast infection on my worst enemy. They are terrible. Okay. So we're not all talking right. about yeast infections. No. <laughs> no. Got me all riled up about my Starburst yogurt. <laughs> I mean, uh, you do you. I know. I'm being good. I'm eating light yogurt. It'll be, it'll be fine. But I probably should get some Activia. He did not specify that I should get Activia. He just told me to get yogurt. No, he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, the kind with the good, lots and lots of good bacteria in it. I'm also taking a probiotic, so I'll be fine. Good. Um, It'll be regular, too. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry. 
poop jokes. Continue. <laughs> okay. So, gender is something that's really fun. Yes. I I really like learning about it. Um, kind of wishing I had gone with a uh, women and gender studies minor, but uh, don't have all the money in the world to get as many minors as I want. So, <laughs> I do my Aww, research on my own. Isn't it sad? Yes, it, so it is. Sad. It is. Um, and I was closer to a sociology minor, so I went with that, um, which is close. Um, so I wanted to talk about, uh, gender as a social construct. This is a theory, but it's one that I pretty much go by when I think about gender. Not everybody agrees, but this is just what I think and what people who are way smarter than me have come up with, and I agree with them. So, I'm just, I'm pulling a little bit from Wikipedia, gonna talk about some different gender identities, and then we're gonna bust some myths about gender. That sound fun? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, according to social constructionism, gendered behavior is mostly due to social conventions. Theories such as evolutionary psychology disagree with that position. If you want to disagree, fine, but we're not going to talk about it here. So, um, most children learn to categorize themselves by gender by the age of... What age do you think? I don't have a clue. Three. as a Okay. Three years old. They get it all down. That's when your gender identity really presents itself. That's why parents kind of flip out when their son wants to play with a Barbie. Because that's... To do with anything, though. I know, but, like, that's what our culture is like. Ross used to play with Barbies. I know. He likes women. I know. I am talking about a fictional character, but still. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that's... That's my favorite... That's one of my favorite little twists that they did on that show, though. (laughs) Is that... When he was little, she, when like Monica's just sitting there and she's just like, "So your your son has a Barbie. You used to dress up like a woman." <laughs> <laughs> and Susan's just like, "Oh my god, this is my favorite day." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that home video of him dressed up and giving tea parties and singing a song about how his name is B. Oh, <laughs> that's actually really cute. It's so cute, and then he he spills his tea and runs away and cries, and then Monica comes in behind him and cleans it up, of course. <laughs> of course. Which is really cute. But it's <laughs> so funny. Like, later, it, they, they're cleaning out their parents' house, and mm-hmm. they're trying to, you know, like when Monica's boxes are destroyed? Yeah. And so they try to make fake boxes with all of Ross's stuff, <laughs> and then there's, like, baby dolls and coloring books and stuff, and she's like, Ross! And she picks up a baby doll, she's like, these are your boxes. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. I love them. I love that show so much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so gender is just kind of, it's something that for some reason freaks a lot of Americans out. So that's just kind of the point I was trying to make there. I would agree. Um, Yeah, I would agree. So from birth in the course of gender socialization, children learn gender stereotypes and roles from their parents and environment. 
Traditionally, boys learn to manipulate their physical and social environment through physical strength or dexterity, while girls learn to present themselves as objects to be viewed. Um, Social constructs argue that differences between male and female behavior are better attributable to gender-segregated children's activities than to any essential, natural, physiological, or genetic predisposition. And gender-segregated children's activities are the weirdest thing in the world to me. Um, Like, now that I'm an adult and, like, I've taught children and been able to, like, make kind of intimate relationships with them when I was a Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. It was so odd to me that I, like, I could only really teach girls. And they, like, I, I had boys. They split split you up when, in churches a lot, Mm -hmm. when you're a teenager, they split you into different groups. Yeah. And I can see, um, a lot of times that makes you more focused. Mm Kind of like going to an all girls school Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, They always separated us when they were talking about sex, though. Yeah. Always. Which, looking back, is super crazy because the guys, for one, couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) the girls couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. No one could raise their hand and say, um, actually, I do get horny and I would love to make out with you behind the dumpster right now. (laughs) Like, please, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And none of the guys could be like, um, it doesn't matter if you sit on my lap after 10 p.m. Yeah. I still think you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm a person. Yeah. <laughs> not a human penis. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. goodness. But, like, when I... There was one time where I had boys in my class just because it was unavoidable because I was the only teacher that was there every week. Um, <clears throat> Fair. Funny that mm-hmm. that just came out of my mouth and yet no one knew my name until the day I left. Okay, um, <laughs> let it go, honey. Oh my God. Not, <laughs> not bitter. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Um, Can't hold it back anymore. I'm in the complete wrong key. (laughs) But my class was better when I had boys and girls in it. They were more focused. They, um... Nice. And they got along. Obviously, that's why we have, like, both both, um, gender segregated and both um, in co-ed schools, you know? I Mm -hmm. mean, it depends. Yeah. There's definitely studies that show both, so... Yeah. So, um... I just, I thought it was really interesting Interesting that it said uh, girls learn to present themselves as objects to be viewed. That is, that's just wild to me. Like, that's how, mm-hmm. that's how we learn to manipulate our environment. That's why, you know, a lot of us grow up thinking, oh, well, I can get out of a ticket because I have boobs, you know, if mm-hmm. they see that. I have a better chance of getting out of a ticket. You know, it's just, it's little things like that that kind of bug me about gender. Um, Well, particularly about being female. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way we've been for centuries, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the only way that we didn't, I mean, we weren't seen as human, so. Yeah. And. You had to, you had to get you a husband. 
or you would be on the streets. So you had to dress yourself up as something attractive. Yeah. Um, and just a little, a last little note on social construct theory. Um, Judith Butler, in works such as Gender Trouble and Undoing Gender, uh, contends that being female is not natural and that it appears natural only through repeated performances of gender. These performances, in turn, reproduce and define the traditional categories of sex and or gender. And What? what? So, I'm just... I don't understand what that means. Hold on, I'm going to explain it. Okay. I found this... You lost me. (laughs) (laughs) So, what um, our social constructs expect of females is not natural. It's just not. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Because she didn't say that. She said being female is not natural. (laughs) I was like, it's... I mean, this is how I was born. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> uh, now my graphic doesn't want to come up because of course it doesn't um oh no fuck okay okay so traditional gender stereotypes so we're going to talk about a few that are masculine and a few that are feminine so mm-hmm. um masculine it's got a few here uh dominant active worldly not easily heard emotionally decisive not at all talkative tough less sensitive to others feelings um (laughs) all of those are also things (laughs) that women can be um well most of the men i know are very sensitive yeah (laughs) and very easily heard emotionally yes all the men I know, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, Every single man I've ever encountered, ever, especially white white men. Yes. <laughs> um, They're very emotionally sensitive. And moody. <laughs> also very moody, yes. And hysterical. Sorry. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. I'm sorry. he's a hysteric inserts the Elsa song because I'm not even going to try to sing right now Um, (laughs) do not feel like it not drunk enough with a toothache no (laughs) I don't want to sing a Disney song without a toothache (laughs) I can't sing in that tone Um, fair enough okay um and it just, it goes on, like, rarely cries, logical, analytical, cruel, blunt, not nurturing. I've had... What? Yeah. Um, I've had to learn to be very nurturing, because I am not... What? Uh, just... What do you mean you've had to learn to be nurturing? Uh, just as a, as a woman, you're expected to be nurturing coming out of the fucking womb and i'm that is not my first inclination my first inclination is to say fuck you but i've also been taught to be very polite so nurturing is something i've had to learn yes it's you're like a really nurturing person (laughs) i don't understand it's learned 
It's something I had to learn so, to be. So even like with your friends when you were growing up. Well, I when someone had a need, you 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 said fuck no 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 like i that's what you just said (laughs) you just said that your first inclination when someone has a need is to say fuck you i don't feel good (laughs) hold on (laughs) um uh, okay so uh let me backtrack a little okay so is this something you've been telling yourself it's one of those things. <laughs> it might be. That you've been telling yourself that's not true. Because <laughs> I have a feeling we've hit one. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I don't even know where I was going to go with this. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind my fucking graphic. It's really stupid, though, that they would say that men are not nurturing. Yeah. Because that's just not true. Yeah, and it just... It's masculine to not be nurturing. Like, what about fucking farmers and shit? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? But do you want to hear some of the stuff that they put under feminine? I I have a feeling it's going to enrage me. Oh, it will. Um, not aggressive. Dependent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Easily influ- What? Dependent? Mm-hmm. Easily influenced. I'm going to turn my mic off. <laughs> uh, submissive. Passive. Home-oriented. Easily. Have you ever (laughs) in your life? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, like, I was just watching, I was flipping through Facebook and I came across a speech that Reese Witherspoon was making Mm -hmm. where she was talking about this line that women always have. Yes, I've seen that and I love it. where Where they look at, yeah, when they look at men and say, what do we do now? And she was like, have you ever in your life said that to a man? And have you ever have you, have you ever heard a woman look at a man and say, "What do we do now?" No. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hilarious. Yeah. Oh, um, it's upsetting mm-hmm. and hilarious. Uh, indecisive, talkative, <laughs> gentle, sensitive to others' feelings, very desirous of security. Um, cries a lot, emotional, verbal, kind, tactful, nurturing. Okay. Yeah. You can be done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, that's the end of the graphic. But I just thought that those were, I just thought that those were. Is that from 1850? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I pulled a graphic from 1850. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you could have. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have. They exist. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought that those were an interesting starting point to figure out what is considered traditional when I talk about changing gender roles in marriage. So, um, over the years, gender roles have continued to change and have a significant impact on the institution of marriage. This is going to get a little... I just want to butt in for a second mm-hmm. and say, if you look at that list under feminine, a lot of them contradict each other, mm-hmm. um, which is fun, <laughs> which is just an insight into being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be smart, but not too smart, but not intimidating or whatever. Be skinny, but have big boobs. Yep. Be curvy, but not fat. 
Yep. <clears throat> it's great. It's really great. Yep. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, gender roles can be defined as the behaviors, values, and attitudes that a society considers appropriate for both male and female. Literally, it is different based on any society. Like, um, when I was in my women and gender studies class, it was really interesting to see that like a lot of other cultures kind of flip the gender roles that we have. But even then, it's such a binary that's really hard to. It's just, it's just not necessary. Yeah, it, is the especially thing. not All anymore. All qualities are just, they're just personality traits. Yeah. That could literally apply to anyone. Yeah. What, I don't know why we assign gender to personality traits. I don't either. And I don't you're, like it. You're, you're just a fucking person. <laughs> like, there are, yes, there are men and women who have any and all of those traits. Yeah. It's it's just silly. It's just silly. Yeah. You can't categorize people that way. No. Um, so, okay. Lost my place for a second. But I do understand in a more primitive society, which is what we're trying to evolve past, and for some reason... No one will let us. keep trying to go backwards, <laughs> apparently. Um, um, it's... In a, in a more, like, primitive society, I could see where it would be like, no, 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 you're supposed to behave this way, and you're supposed to behave this way, because that was, like, the only kind of order. There had to be order of some kind. Mm -hmm. Not that it was right... I'm just saying I can see kind of the logic, but of course now, of course, it's com it's just not needed. Of course, like we know looking back, it was never needed. Yeah. But yeah, I can see where when you're living in a swamp, <laughs> you know, or whatever, and you, you just have so much, no one ha feels like they have any control over their lives. Yeah. That you, that's what can be con kind of quote unquote can be controlled or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's okay. Neither of us feel good. <laughs> this is upsetting. <laughs> We're sorry. Just like everyone, just like everybody be who they are and like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, That's all I'm trying to say. But <clears throat> here are some things I really found interesting um, concerning marriage. And I think that with um lgbtq becoming more and more um not stigmatized i should say mm -hmm. it's really gonna help change it as well especially when like later we're gonna see more studies done on same-sex um marriages just to kind of see what they look like compared to heterosexual mm -hmm. and i'm sure that they're gonna be Similar. <laughs> um, but there might be some interesting differences. Well, I don't know. And I think that sometimes, some t it d of course it depends on the couple, but I've definitely seen where people try to enforce heterosexual gender roles onto homosexual partnerships. Mm -hmm. Whereas you would think it would be more equal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, which one of you is more masculine? Well, that's the one that is supposed to do this or whatever. And, like, it's not... It really... It, should be, it shouldn't be about any of that in any marriage, of course. But, no. you know, it just... It's interesting. Yeah. It's just interesting. Um... So, this says, traditionally, men and women had completely opposing roles. Men were seen as the provider, and women were seen as the caretakers. Um, however, in today's society, the division of roles are starting to blur. 
more and more individuals are adapting non-traditional gender roles into their marriages in order to share responsibilities. This is, for some reason, revolutionary, (laughs) even though it shouldn't be. Um, (laughs) No. But more and more women are entering the workforce while uh, while more men are contributing to household duties, like they fucking should. Um, Yeah, it's... I mean, if you're both working, then you both have to contribute to the housework. Yeah. It's the way it goes. Exactly. Um, So, after around the year 1980, divorce rates in the United States stabilized. Scholars in the area of sociology explain that this stabilization was due to several factors, including, but not limited to, the shift in gender roles. The attitude concerning the shift in gender roles can be classified into two perspectives, traditional and egalitarian. Traditional attitudes uphold designated responsibilities for the sexes. Wives raise the children and keep the home nice, and men are the breadwinners. Egalitarian, which is more what you and Josh do, um, uphold responsibilities being carried out equally by both sexes. Wives and husbands are both breadwinners, and they both take part in raising the children and keeping the home nice. Um, So, two studies carried out in the early 2000s have shown strong correlation between egalitarian attitudes and happiness and satisfaction in marriage, which scholars believe led to stabilization and divorce rates. Um, Hmm. Which is super fucking fascinating. Um, It is. That's really interesting. So... And it would make sense that the wife would be happier and the man would be happier because, like, he's not expected to bring in all the money and the wife isn't expected well, to do all the cleaning. Yeah, it, it takes the pressure off the man to be the, the sole provider. And it's also really, really sexy when a man takes the trash out and does the dishes. <laughs> so, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, so I just, I thought that was an interesting tidbit just because I'm a sociologist at heart and I think it's good to see that we're trying to come away from traditional gender roles because they're not only hurting men, or they're not only hurting women, but they're hurting men too. Like, we are emotionally... hurting your relationship. Yeah. It hurts your relationship. You're supposed to depend on each other. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not about one person being in, tr- in control and the other submitting. I mean, if that's your kink, go for it. But it, that's generally not the way a partnership works. No. And you can... Because it's a partnership. You can do that in the bedroom and just... Call something a partnership when one of you is actually the boss. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> you can do something in the bedroom and just keep it in the bedroom. And actually that's be true. partners outside. You know? That's very true. Um, fun times. So, I wanted to talk about some gender identities that are not as well known. Um, just because, like, well, we obviously know male and female. And we kind of have an idea of what tra- being transgender means. But there are other forms of transgender that we don't quite understand just yet. So, I wanted to pull some definitions You ready for that? Okay. Sure. Okay. So, agender people, also called genderless, gender-free, non-gendered, or ungendered, are those who identify as having no gender or being without a gender identity. Kind of self-explanatory. So, is that different from non-binary? 
Um, non-binary. Uh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna talk about non-bi- non-binary in a minute. Uh, we'll get there. So, actually, I guess it's not really. I I mean, I feel more. I feel more gender fluid than I do feel non-binary. I have a lot of friends that are non-binary. Um, and gender fluid is different. I've got a definition for it, too, uh, for it too. Uh, gender fluid people often express a desire to m- remain flexible about their gender identity rather than committing to a single definition. Um, mm. So It's just like for people who don't like labels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> they may. Ow. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm gonna have bruises. It's fine. <laughs> um, they may fluctuate between differing. My child just punched me in the stomach. Oh, it's it's totally fine. <laughs> um, they may fluctuate oh. between differing gender expressions over their lifetime, or express multiple aspects of various gender markers at the same time. A gender fluid ind- individual may also identify as bigender, shifting between masculine and feminine, or as trigender. Uh, shifting between these and a third gender because there are a lot of different gender identities. Um, yes, there are. It it is a spectrum. And some of them, I'm just going to go ahead and say, some of them do not make sense to me. But that does not mean they're not valid. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that some of them are very different. Yeah, <laughs> than what you would think. <laughs> yeah, um, but it is just like sexuality. A spectrum. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Bi-gender, like I already said, um, includes any two gender identities and behaviors. So, um, demigender, this one's interesting, uh, is a gender identity of a person identifying partially or mostly with one gender and at the same time with an- another gender. Um, so... There are several subcategory subcategories I can't talk of the identity. <laughs> a demi boy or a you sound like Roz. <laughs> Sorry, he remember when he's doing his like first presentation as a teacher. Oh no, and it's he, been so long. He pull, oh, <laughs> he pulls out his note cards and he's like, "Can I practice it for you guys?" And he's like, "There are several different categories. Each of these subcategories." <laughs> Sorry. I miss Friends. Apparently, I need to watch it. Continue. <laughs> you should. <laughs> um, Apparently, I need to. <laughs> so, a demi-boy or a demi-man, for example, identifies as at least partially with being a boy or a man, no matter the sex and gender they were assigned at birth, while other parts of their identity might be assigned to other genders, gender fluid, or no no other gender, agender. Um a demiflux person, I've never heard of that before, which is interesting, um, feels that the stable part of their identity is non-binary. Um, and I really like non-binary because it has no expectations. You can be whatever you fucking want. I think want. it does, though. But I think it does a lot. Like, there's... I don't know. I feel like you fall into this... Just from media perspective and stuff i feel like you fall into the trap of just of people 
making you pick one or like if you're a girl if you're a female and you decide and you are non-binary people expect you to be more masculine and Mm -hmm. if you you know what i'm saying there is an there is an expectation that people just it, it it yes it leaves you more open to more just like be whoever you want but it also opens you up to people projecting their expectations onto you yeah so it, I can see where it can be really frustrating. Yeah. To be honest with you. Well, that's... I like fluid. <laughs> because I'm different. When I'm with a man, I'm more different. I'm different than when I'm with a, a woman. Yeah. So. See, I'm more... Like, I'm more fluid, too. And, like, I've I've even tried other um, pronouns. And just none of them feel right. Like... I mean, like, I've always been... No, like, I'm a woman. Yeah. I just tend to be more... More masculine female when I'm with a woman, and I tend to be more... Like, not the aggressor and stuff when I'm with a man, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does. Like, I want to be the little spoon when I'm with a man. (laughs) (laughs) That's the easiest way I can break that down. Yeah. And when I'm with a woman, I would rather be the big spoon. Fair enough. That's as innocent and pure as I can make it. <laughs> um. God, I wish I could stop coughing and breathe. <laughs> It'd be great. Feel that. Um, okay, so gender fluid we've discussed. So that's more... I think that's kind of more the category that um, non-binary would be in. Or, well, I mean, I don't know. It could... They they seem they so similar. They want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do, see, that's what I was running into yeah. with, the, with mine. It was like, this. these seem like the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But wh- who am I to split hairs, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then the last one that I kind of want to talk about, uh, trans feminine and trans masculine. So, uh, trans feminine mm. may be used by individuals who were assigned male at birth, but align more closely with femininity while not necessarily fully identifying as a woman. Uh, trans masculine may be used by individuals who were assigned female at birth, but align more closely with masculinity also while not necessarily fully identifying as a man. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, it's not. It's like you are you are trans, but you're not like taking the but steps to you're do. Not necessarily going going to transition physically. Yeah. 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 And props to whoever yeah. does that and feels comfortable doing that and is able to like financially because it is. I'm sure it's life changing and it changes you for the better and you feel better. And it's just, but I also know it's a very hard road. So it's very expensive and it's very hard on your body. Yeah. And it's just, it's very, it's very difficult, especially in the society that we're in, but it's getting better. So I think it's getting better. We're trying to get better, mm-hmm. but then every time we think we're getting better, our fucking ad- our fucking president puts us back fifty years. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? So I found this great website uh, called genderspectrum.org, 
And they've got some pretty interesting articles on here, but I really wanted to touch on the myths about gender. And I'll only go through a couple of these, but I think it's important. So, uh, mm-hmm. one myth. Children are too young to know their gender. Um, not, no. <laughs> Under- it's not true. Yeah. Understanding of our gender comes to most of us fairly early in life. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, by age four, most children have a stable sense of their gender identity. Again, most, not all. Uh, This core aspect of one's identity comes from within each of us. It is an inherent aspect of a person's makeup. We don't question when cisgender children know their gender at a young age, so why do we question when transgender or non-binary children know their gender at the same age? Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, myth. We shouldn't talk to young children about gender, about gender diversity. Not true. Uh, we communicate with children about gender from the moment they are born. They are receiving messages and stereotypes about how boys and girls are supposed to look and behave, not only from adults, but also from peers, books, media, and through product marketing and advertising. Um... Research indicates that these messages place children in strict boxes. Yeah. Don't buy my kids gender-specific toys. Nope. Please. (laughs) That does come from trauma. (laughs) My own trauma. Oh. Which I feel like I've shared. Yeah. At length. I'm sorry. The one I keep going back to is when they got, like, lightsabers and I got a magic wand. Which sucks. For Christmas. And I was like, well, I can't fight with them, so that's cool. Thank you for completely excluding me from the three of us. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. Especially when you really like to sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here's a here's a fun one. Um, and I say fun loosely. Uh, being transgender or non-binary is a sign of mental illness. Oh my god. Being transgender or non-binary is not a mental illness. Uh, no, it is not. (laughs) Not even close. Some gender diverse people experience gender dysphoria, which is a diagnosis in the DSM. However, this refers to the distress some people experience as a result of a disconnect between their gender and their sex. Minority stress... You know what's funny? Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Continue. I'll let you finish. Okay. It's okay. Uh, Minority... Wow. Minority stress factors (laughs) often... Maybe. (laughs) Often take a toll on transgender and non-binary youth who then experience levels of depression and anxiety as a result of the harassment, discrimination, bullying, and stigmatization they experience. Outside of these minority stress factors, research indicates that gender-diverse youth who have parental support and are affirmed in their gender have similar mental health profiles as their cisgender peers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And... Absolutely. Um, I'm going to just do this last one and then um, let you say what you were going to say, because this will be quick. So, transgender and non-binary people are doomed to live unhappy lives. While it is true that transgender and non-binary youth are 
at significantly higher risk for suicide, non-suicidal self-injury, substance abuse, eating disorders, anxiety, and depression compared to their cisgender counterparts, there are known factors that can improve their mental health and well-being. The most significant factor in a gender-expansive young person's well-being is the support of family. Transgender and non-binary people of all ages find love, create families, and live fulfilling lives. Absolutely they do. Yeah. So... Absolutely. Gender is important. And if someone wants you to mm-hmm. call them they or a pronoun that you are not familiar with or you might not be comfortable calling them, that's not your call. So call them what they ask to be called. Or true. And let them use the fucking bathroom yeah. that they that they feel they need to use. Yeah. Cuz transgender people aren't rapists. So you can get the fuck over yourself. Exactly. And I know that was kind of jumbled, but I just, I wanted to do a fuller, like, I wanted to do, like, a no, full was great. view of it. That was so, great. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks. Oh, I was just going to say that um, every time I think that, <sighs> my poor mother, every time <laughs> I think she's moving forward, she'll make a statement. <laughs> And she's, like, really open about this kind of stuff. And she's, like, really cool and, like, on board with trans people. Like, she has trans students and gay students and all this stuff. And then we were watching a history program the other day. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this woman has even told me, like, oh, you know, yeah, bisexuality. Like, that is valid. And blah, blah, blah. Like, that's all stuff that's just naturally flowed out of her mouth. Yeah. Okay. And then we were watching this history program the other day about one of the lords that lived in a certain castle in Scotland and how he was gay. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was the, the plot twist. I kind of had an inkling <laughs> very early in the story. <laughs> um, but a mom was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, his father died young and he was raised, he had 13 sisters. And I was like, What? There are plenty of straight people that have lots of sisters and no dad. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just like, are you saying that his upbringing made him gay? <laughs> oh, your mother. <laughs> and I just, I had to let it go because I was, I just wanted to look at her and go, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you saying I could raise my child to be attracted to a different gender? No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god, I just <laughs> I just like put my head in my hand. <laughs> I was just like, all right, love you, mom. <laughs> I'm just gonna continue to peacefully watch this cooking show. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, was that it? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Nice. We got a shorter episode this week. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys ready for a game? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Game time. I think it's your turn. I think it's my turn to go first. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is our game, you guys, uh, by Drunk Stunder Stupid, called If You Had To. And it's my turn to go first. So, if you had to, would you be Voldemort's BFF? Hmm. Or... I like mine. (laughs) Use Ben Affleck's double as a loofah. I would pick yours. Yeah, I'd pick mine as well. 
I like, yeah, <laughs> I would much rather rub an attractive man's face all over my entire body than be best friends with a racist. Same. So, <laughs> to be best friends with a racist, Nazi-like, do we call him a person? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's a bit of a creature. Yeah, he, he is a creature. <laughs> he does not deserve He's a bit person. of a creature. <laughs> he's not he doesn't deserve personhood no. oh goodness people who split their soul in seven are no longer human beings in my book <laughs> nope <laughs> you must have a nose to be a human no i'm just kidding totally kidding <laughs> totally kidding okay there are plenty of people without noses okay so um mm. all right well thank you guys so much for listening we hope we didn't bore you too much with our lack of alcohol and um, whining and coughing and crying. I don't know. <laughs> um, it was a pretty straightforward episode. If there's anything we missed or anything that um, that we mentioned that we'd like to learn more about, please send your um, answers to answers and stories to uh, talkcrooked at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd very much love to hear from you please be kind don't be a dick um not going to be as receptive if you're a dick about it we're both just trying to learn more yeah about um about the community that we're in so um yeah love and light and um <laughs> and we don't feel good so, so we uh, might have said something we didn't mean no <laughs> that's true <laughs> neither of us feel well tonight it's it's been a rough day yeah. and it's been so hot so hot that Josh is seriously mandating that at the next house we put in a pool. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mm. all right. Well, we love you guys. We hope you're staying safe. Um, and please remember you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>